Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. I am Dave, as you probably are aware by now, and I would like to welcome my co-host, the birthday boy himself, my boss, Mr. Ian Perkins. <laughs> boss. Yeah, you, absolutely. Yeah. I think you overdid it on the socials today with the um the birthday stuff. Oh, absolutely. No, as long I, as people I... realise it's you posting it and not like me doing some <laughs> weird like Asking people to wish you happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't been anywhere near social media today. I promise you. But, yeah, I but I do have. I have my performance review coming up. End of year performance review. So I'm trying to keep. Uh, yeah, keep the gap for sweet. Well, your KPI was over a thousand followers, Dave, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah. On Spotify, we were. Uh, yeah, we were. We were cracking on. But um, but yeah. So it's uh, it, it's it's me and Ian, the usual suspects. But unfortunately, we've lost Ben. Somewhere in the streets of West Yorkshire, there is a probably slightly drunken, um, tired and uh, supping on an energy drink, Ben Barrett wandering around somewhere. But fear not, because we've got an able replacement who's uh, who's coming. She's not allowed to swear because her son might be listening. It is Debs Curtis. Welcome back to the Glovers cast, Debs. 
Good evening, guys. Thanks for having me on the Ian Perkins birthday show. <laughs> we won't ask him how old he is because he's 21 again. <laughs> Got his Christmas jumper on, though, tonight. Isn't that the Christmas jumper? I have, jumper? yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, Star Wars one. Nice. Yeah, it's Christmas right. jumper day, isn't it? So. Well, yeah. I, I, well. I must have missed that. No. I, I, I never, I never got the memo on that one, but I saw a lot of people at work wearing them. <laughs> you obviously don't read the comms, Dave. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't read that nonsense. No, no, absolutely not. Never mind. But yeah, it feels like a while since we've been here because it is. It's a, it's exactly a week because we uh, didn't do one on Sunday because obviously it was all a bit. Um, well, there wasn't a great deal to talk about from Sunday, um, and anything there was to talk about was a little bit sad, wasn't it? Yeah, obviously you were there. You made the trip. I what, did. What was, what was that experience like? You know, as a as a supporter inside the ground while all this was going on. Are you going to give the I didn't see it excuse because it was too <laughs> far away? Right, well, it was it was quite a long way away. But um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a bit of a strange one because the game had stopped and restarted a couple of minutes before the referee took the players off the pitch. And um, obviously, we've seen this happen before, haven't we? Whether you're watching the game on TV or whether you've actually been at one where where games have been stopped because of incidents and things happening in the crowd. Um, and, and it just seemed, I say just, it just seemed like something like that, that there was maybe a, a, a supporter who had have been taken on well or or I don't know I've, I've seen it before where where someone's been uh, fallen over and they've they've stopped the game whilst their ambulance uh, St John's ambulance have run across the picture and matches I've been at before but yeah it stopped and restarted so we all thought okay everything's going to go on and then suddenly the referee was taking the players off the pitch and nobody could quite work out what was going on and then you saw the um the stand behind the goal at Bromley which is I think is a I think they have one half of the stand behind the goal that is just home fans and then I think the other half is a mix of home and away fans um, because I know there were some Yeovil fans who were in the the half where the incident happened down at the front um, and it was only really when they all cleared out they obviously cleared everybody out of that area of the stand that you realize oh yeah there's you know there's 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 something going on and um then an ambulance turned up outside and um there was an announcement made about waiting waiting around um so yeah we we stood there for 45 minutes obviously it's a bit of an odd atmosphere because what can you do you can see there's sort of a um you know like a blanket or something up to screen the view um uh although it was the other end of the pitch from where i was there's no chance of seeing anything but um but yeah it was just there there for a while and then you kind of assume um, at that point, that whatever it is, it's it's yeah, it's not a not a good situation. And then when everyone was was asked to leave, it was kind of the stewards were saying, you know, apologising to people for 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 coming. But you know, what can anybody do in that kind of a situation? It's the only thing that you can do, isn't it? Especially um, where, well, obviously we didn't know at the time, but obviously the the the, the guys obviously died so i mean i imagine the referee probably knew that um was probably told that at the time so yeah he didn't really have any other any other choice other than to call the game off but now everybody just went on their way wishing everybody all the best i think it was just really strange like 11 minutes <laughs> uh, of, of football followed by 45 minutes of uh of standing around um 
in the cold and then um, three hours back on a train <laughs> to get home again. But yeah, there we go. Put it, chalk it up to another bizarre uh, episode of watching uh, watching Oval Town. But I know there's um, everyone sent all their best wishes, haven't they, to to the Bromley fan who I know was named the other the other day. So yeah, that's it. Next, just we'll play it again some other time, I'm sure. But it's a strange thing to think that that guy turned up. You know, went. I know he said a lot, uh, but he turned up to go and watch a game of football, and uh, always thought that he'd uh, come home that evening, and then and then yeah. never did. It's a strange, strange thing to think that that is uh, that is possible. But I guess that just shows us, doesn't it, that got made the most of uh, of. I'm going to say watching Yeovil Town, but you got made the most of everything, haven't you? Yeah, and it, it's yeah, no, it's really. It's really sad that you know it's happened. I think these things happen all the time, don't they? But when you're at a football match and you don't really expect that sort of thing to happen, I think the manager described it as a surreal feeling that afternoon and sort of said, um, he he said that that was all they were thinking about. There was no thought about oh the game or this is you know it's hampered our preparation or anything like that all they were thinking about was you know that the, person yeah. The, that person and yeah nothing the football was secondary totally in in that situation but yeah all very sad yeah um, i mean hopefully when we do go back there's you know something can be can be done maybe i don't know a collection for his family or something like that because um i'm sure there'll be hopefully um you know, people go back and be, be midweek won't you for, for that one, I'd have thought, but yeah, it'd be nice if there was something. I'm sure they'll they'll do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we moved on a bit, didn't we? And we've we've returned the favour against our Somerset foes this week in the Somerset. Is it Somerset Men's Premier Cup? Somerset it? Men's Premier Cup. Yeah, Ben would um Ben would correct us on that. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. The pride of Somerset. What, what what do you make of that, Deb? They changed their uh, their Twitter bio, didn't they? After they knocked us out of the cup, calling themselves the pride of Somerset. I think that's a bit of a wind up, wasn't it? I think I need to go careful what I say here because uh, my nephew is the media guy at Taunton. Oh, is he really? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah so <laughs> he knew fun. what he was doing, didn't he? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. We, we take the mech out of him quite a bit when he tries to get a lot of likes, you know, with the older <laughs> sign-ins of people. And, yeah, no, it's it's, a, it's all good banter. He's been quite quiet this week, though, I've got to say. Funny that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you can, you can, be, uh, you can be mouthy when you're on top. To be fair, we'd have traded places with him, wouldn't we? We'd have rather stayed in the FA Cup around rather than uh, in the Somerset Premier Cup. Men's Premier yeah, Cup. Yeah, we, yeah, we would. Um it would have been nice to have gone to MK Dons, wouldn't it? Because we've it's been a long time since we've been to league opposition away. But it's, it wasn't it wasn't to be. And you know, I think we need to concentrate on the league, don't we? The old cliche. <laughs> and the Somerset Premier Cup, Somerset <laughs> Men's Premier Cup, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Keep some silverware. That's what it all. Absolutely. I think there was a it it feels like it was quite a good opportunity to keep a, to bring some players back and freshen them up and also keep some of them fresh, looking at Worthy scoring a goal and 
play in a match where, you know, he, obviously he would have been suspended on, he was suspended for the Bromley game and that carries over to this weekend. Yeah. Um, so he's managed to get a, a game in between, which he maybe wouldn't have had um, had he had the Bromley game gone through. Um, and, you know, a first goal for Lewis Britton. Nice little one, not one in off the backside, but yeah, fox in he, the box. He, yeah, gonna say he looks like one of those. Can you look at him? And he, he was, um, he obviously started the game at, at Bromley, so and he's a, he's a big old unit, you know, he's there, yeah, there's a fair bit of him, so I think, um, you kind of expect him to be a bit Pat Moore esque, you know, hold the ball up and all of that, but yeah, I think he showed there that he can, well, if he, if he gets an opportunity well, a second opportunity, then uh, he can um, he can he can thunder one home, can't he? But yeah, well, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, they played him and Fisher up from to start at Bromley, and I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure what I thought of that. No. Well, I don't know whether they're a bit too similar. Maybe against Bromley because they had Sir Womley and Byron Webster in. Um, maybe it was matching up physicality. Yeah, it's hard. Well, we haven't really seen enough of Lewis Britton, have we yet? He's not. No. He's he's come on a couple of games, but I think whoever just snaps the goals in, we've just got to go with it, haven't we? Because <laughs> you know, <laughs> Let, we, don't have, we don't have a lot of options when it comes to goal scoring. I think. No, we 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 don't. And and where where is penalty against Halifax? To be fair, I I didn't think that was actually going in. Um, I was surprised to be honest. Sorry. Uh, mm. And we we need we need the wins, don't we? And the gaffer said it wasn't going to be pretty, and that Halifax game wasn't pretty. So, but yeah, you know, it's three points, isn't it? But yeah, so just just I don't care who plays up front, just let's score the goals. And obviously, we do care, but you know. <laughs> and uh, before before we, before we come on air tonight, me and Dave watched the uh, highlights, and there's a cracking effort from Charlie Wakefield. Yeah. To- how, does it if it goes in, it's probably goal of the season. Yeah, right um, into the box. He like picks it up from sort of in the middle of the middle of his uh, the opposition half, and then goes forward a few paces. And yeah, he's got to be what twenty five yards out there. Yeah, maybe, maybe even more. further. Yeah, yeah, and just lets one lets one loose. Yeah, but which is good to see from him as well. Good that he's got uh, confidence because we all know what he can be like as a player when. Um, when he is in in the mood, yeah. And, uh, Lawson Diath played as well, didn't he? So there's a couple of players there coming back in that are going to certainly pad out the midfield. And you know, even you know, we've all been really impressed with Andrew Olawabori, but you know, it might light a fire under him if he feels that he's got Charlie Wakefield mm-hmm. coming back and you know, fan favourite contracted to the club. You know, people will want to see him in the team and, you know, maybe that'll make Hollow Wabori or Anthony Giorgio perform even better when they get their chances. What have you thought about him, Debs? You must have seen him a few times, Ola Wabore. Yeah, he's he's impressed. Out, out of the three, I'd probably say him first, then, is it Andrews? Andrews in midfield. And then Giorgio, yeah, probably... He's he's quick. Um, obviously, when you've seen him at home, we've not had many away games away with him. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's almost like 
you he gets the ball in and you 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 just you you're willing him just to 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 leg it and that's what you need isn't it because we've had so much where it's it's pass back pass back and again even at the Halifax game you had mm. Mark Cooper on the other side and you could just see him and he's 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 winging his arms around and he's like you know play it up play it up not keep playing it back so I think I mentioned this on Twitter because I was, mm. it was just so frustrating um that they're constantly <sighs> playing back and it's the, the goal's the other end, you know. Stop playing it back. Just yeah, just so when You're going the goal. wrong way. There's I, <laughs> I was like, there's enough people in the screw fix that that shout other stuff without me. Um, but yeah, he you know he he gets the ball and you just like yeah he he, he there's just that little bit of excitement with him, almost a bit like when Nosey used to get the ball. Yeah, and you you knew that he could run with it. Um, but often there's. You know he could he could run with it, but there's there's no one there to then pass it to, mm. because not all the time they can't keep up with him because he is quite quick. <laughs> that quick, yeah, he's <laughs> rapid, me. Yeah, I think the so, best uh, combinations when Troy Johnson's played at right back with him, and they've had quite a good relationship. But that that Halifax game feels like an age ago, but the, mm-hmm. it was just dreadful, wasn't it? Just the the, the quality oh, was was poor. The weather was horrendous. I mean. It yeah. feels like it's the probably going to be performance. Yeah, it feels like it's going to be pretty clear this weekend um, if the pitch doesn't freeze. And the... they've got the covers <laughs> on, haven't they? Don't play. Looking for volunteers to take them off as well, Debs. You only live around the corner, don't you? You're going to go around there and uh, take the duvet yeah, off the pitch. I, I could, but uh, I've got a, a bare Christmas tree downstairs that needs decorating. So I think uh, I do that tomorrow yeah. night. <laughs> anyway, my, my other nephew also helps out at, at the ground. He's uh, he? yeah, he's quite a helpful uh, uh, family, yours, aren't they? I know, I know, aren't they? Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's 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 one of them at half time that goes around, you know, poking the ground, just making sure it's ah right, yeah, all right, or you know, a bit of poking. <laughs> that technical term is it just goes and pokes around. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's probably doing something ingenious, but um, yeah, I've not worked it out yet. Yeah. I think they, they've said half past nine, if anyone wants to go and help with the covers. Um, go on, Annie, and I'll let you. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. No, I probably would if Freddie didn't have a million things on a Saturday morning that take up everything. Um well. I probably would if it wasn't nearly 300 miles away from me. So, yeah. You went to Bromley. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 got there, I got there about an hour before kickoff as well. So. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> that was, your, was that plan A? Yeah, no, I, I, I made it. They, they, you know, it was the smoothest journey in the world on the, way, on, on the way there. And then on the way back, I left a mobile phone on the train at Crew Station. Bear in mind, I live in Preston, which is about an hour and a half drive away from Crew. Um, I left a, a and and luckily, whoever it was that was sat in front of me never let it be said they, this train was going to Liverpool. And the people who were sat on the train with um, with me sat on the same table as me um, were clearly from Liverpool. You could tell by their accents. Now, any um, stereotype that anybody's got about people from Liverpool taking things that aren't theirs, dispel it because these people gave my phone to the guard and said oh i think the lad's left his uh and and the guard then gave it to someone on crew station otherwise it would have been off to liverpool and i've had to go and collect it from there instead so thank you to mr 
Liverpudlian who was uh, handed in my handed in my mobile phone. But yeah, that just uh, cherry on the cake. That one. I had to go back to Crew Station on uh, on Sunday Sunday afternoon and uh, to watch uh, to pick my phone up. But I was reunited with it, so fear not. Well, all was well there. Oh, well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> um, but yeah. What we will be able to describe as a miracle is uh, getting a Scunthorpe fan on the Glovers <laughs> cast, isn't it? Yeah, we uh, honestly we have tried. So yeah, I I I, I, I a, a fans podcast. You said yeah, I'll come on Tuesday Tuesday night. I'll talk to you Tuesday night. I was sat here all by my lonesome lonely this christmas i was singing um and uh, uh yeah they didn't turn up and then i thought i had another one who's a bbc reporter uh, and he was supposed to turn up this evening and he's not turned up either so i don't know what's happened i think it might be the uh the owner at scunthorpe united might be not wanting him to talk about us because uh yeah they're, they're they're in they're in transition i think aren't they with owners they've they've had one who they're not very happy with i think as um has supporters, uh, Swan, I think his name is, who has yeah. agreed to sell to a local businessman and a local filmmaker. I think I was reading one of the um, people in the um, one, of, well, actually, one of them I was reading this was a car dealership executive, which I think oh. is another way of saying a second hand car salesman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then the other guy's a filmmaker, and you know I joke about secondhand car dealers, but um, what well, we yeah. do for a secondhand car dealer now? Oh, I would love a secondhand car dealer. Yeah, <laughs> sure, my age here, but does anyone remember Stamford Bridge at Chelsea when they used to have cars behind one of the goals? This was obviously pre Roman Abramovich, but yeah, in if anyone remembers that in the early. Yeah, early to mid nineties. They used to have a, like a car lot behind one of the grounds, or car park, or something. Yeah, right. there you go. Don't there want to give go. anyone any ideas about uh, redeveloping Hewish Park, but <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be Christmas soon, won't it? So those those plans, I'm sure they're on the way, aren't they? Yeah, they are. The, the elves are packing them up, I think. Yeah, looking for, looking forward to see them. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, the situation at Scunthorpe is they're sort of in a bit of a yeah, like you say, a transition. The new they've agreed a takeover, but now all the stuff is happening. So it's a little bit like when Rob Kuhig was taking over Yeovil, and they'd agreed a takeover, and then decided to not do it, or were told it wasn't going to happen. So yeah, and I think when you look at their season, obviously they started against us, and we let them win <laughs> with a horrific performance. Yeah. Um and you know block that one out, I think. Yeah. And ever since then it's they've they've won three games, haven't they, including that one. Um yeah. lost, I think, seventeen, and it's just gone a bit wrong. So like them and Oldham are currently the bottom two teams, both come down from the EFL last year, both had a little bit of ownership turmoil. I suppose Oldham's was sorted out uh, over the summer, but yeah, David Unsworth's only won one game in charge. And who was that against? <laughs> I was going to say points for getting the uh, team that was against. Um, so yeah, they're, they're... Hargreaves, green away, are they? <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're really struggling. I think no win, no wins in seven or eight. Um, right. Yeah, battered by Notts County last weekend. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and their, their top scorer, is it Nuttall? Do I want to say Joe Nuttall, maybe? Um, is suspended. Uh, I think he was sent off. He was sent off the game before. I think they played Wilston. He was sent off um, and he was suspended against North County. I think he is suspended against us as well. Uh, and he apparently, Oldham, have been trying to buy him. So it's like, well, I mean, I don't know what you call it, out of the frying pan into the fire for that, but it's like, yeah, do you want to go from one relegation struggle to another, I guess? But I guess if someone's going to pay you more to be in a relegation struggle, then maybe you go for that. But he, he hasn't moved yet, I don't think. I suppose they are the team above. Are they? Are, are yeah. Oldham above Scunthorpe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so right, it's, okay. it's a step oh. up. Yeah, absolutely. He's making a massive step up, isn't he? <laughs> At least like four goals and goal difference or something like that, I imagine. But I was going to yeah. say, is it just on the alphabetical order? Yeah, they've yeah. had less, less yellow cards or something like that. <laughs> yeah. that, that Poland game the other night. Yeah. Um, Mark Cooper said this afternoon that this game, you know, needs to win, obviously. Um, but it said it's about... They're all must wins, Ian, remember? Yeah, yeah. He said it's about moments in matches against the rest of the teams in the league other than the top two or three and we need to win those moments and or we need to be on the right side of those moments yeah. um this is a looking after what happened at Halifax this is a, a game we should be going to on Saturday and going for it don't you think Debs oh we yeah we should but don't you just think though Scunthorpe at home just sounds worse than Halifax at home <laughs> it and, you know, it's going to, let's be honest, it's going to be bitterly cold. The kids are going to be moaning that it's cold. We're all going to be moaning that it's <laughs> the cold. Owner, yeah, so, the grown-ups are going to be so moaning too. Can, yeah, so please, can we just have something to cheer just to keep us warm? <laughs> you know, five goals in each half would be great, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> can you, well, can well, you imagine? Have, Scunthorpe have conceded 47 wow. this season. Yeah. Um, they they're, like I say, they haven't got their top scorer, so... That's got to be. That's got to be some kind of positive. Yeah, their last time they won was end of October. <clears throat> they against beat Gateshead. Gateshead. Yeah, against Gateshead. And then before that, they yeah scraped past um, uh, uh, Dorking. And then, like you say, the other one was back on the opening day of the season. But they, yeah, they they've been on a on a run of results, haven't they? What's that? Yeah, six games defeated, uh, six six losses in a row. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. Mm. I'm. Um... Let's just hope they make seven. We know we like seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Mark Cooper said as well that this this one we need to win, but kind of going into the Barnet game, which follows on Tuesday. Yeah, that is a big game away from home, which is going to be probably the most challenging one of the next few. Really, I think we've got Wrexham the other side of. Christmas, um, yeah. Well, no, we haven't, haven't because we? it was it's been called off. It's um because of they're in the oh, it's moved FA again, hasn't it? Ah, pause it. The trophy, FA Cup, FA Cup, yeah. Um, so yeah, that Barnet one sort of sticks out as one that you know they're all difficult, but that's one where Barnet are doing all right. I think they talky games, and you'd like to think we get something out of those. Um, but a few weeks ago we talked about this run of home games and so far it's been it's been pretty good I'm, yeah. i feel quite optimistic going into i know they're bottom of the league and haven't won but i think based on what we've done as well i feel quite optimistic going into saturday 
Yeah, well, like you say, I mean, it feels like one of those. They're they're obviously going to be low on confidence. It feels like one of those that we need to go into it and um, just have a have a go at them and uh, see if we can can rattle them. Because I think the past two games, uh, I remember the manager saying it was um, it was deliberate against Gateshead of not you know getting into them early doors, but um, and and it was similar, I think, against Halifax, wasn't it? It wasn't like we just went went straight at them, front foot and all of that. No, no, it certainly wasn't against Halifax. But then Halifax game was a weird one, wasn't it? Because the weather the weather was so atrocious mm. that it just, it had an effect, you know, the wind always has an effect up there because it's so open. Mm. And, um, yeah. yeah but it feels like this one, maybe that's what we need to do. I mean, obviously you have to take everything uh, into account, whatever, but it feels like if we can, if we can get at them early, maybe get an early goal, you feel like their confidence could um, begin to to crumble because I think they've, they've had quite a managerial situation as well, haven't they? Obviously Keith Hill, who was their manager when they played us in the first game of the season, got sacked because, well, after beating us, they did terribly. Um, and then they appointed their academy manager. And then their academy manager stood down and said he wanted to be the academy manager again. Um, and now they've appointed someone who I think was his assistant, who was a former player, Nelson, Michael Nelson, I think it was. So, yeah, they, um, they're in a bit of, uh, yeah, a bit of a state of flux. It feels like a, an opportunity to... Yeah, and and that would that would warm uh, warm you up a bit, wouldn't you? If you saw Oliver Bore flying down the wing and um, you know, crossing one in for Lewis Britton, maybe or Fish to smash one in, we'll have that. Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's sorted then. I'll put that on my <laughs> Christmas card, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Santa Cooper. I do think it's going to be a totally different game to Halifax. When you look at what Halifax did last weekend, beating Chesterfield at Chesterfield, was it as yeah. well? Like that one nil win looks even more impressive yeah. in, in those circumstances because they are, they were a good side and they stopped us playing out. That's why we kept going backwards all the time because they were making it really challenging for us. So I, I don't think it's going to be the same battle I think it's going to I think it's going to be closer to what Gateshead was um I don't know I, well I know we were patient because the manager thought Gateshead would pick us off that's why we didn't go at them early when they had the ball but it feels like this might be if their confidence is as low as it probably appears with them not winning in however many games um you'd like to think that our confidence is up and we're going to be a bit more on the front foot and try and force those mistakes early and yeah, really get at them because that's what the home fans want to see now. I think, especially after the Halifax game, we, we don't want to revert back to that anti-football and start playing like we did at Gateshead, like we did in that second half against Maidstone. Maidstone or Maidenhead? Maidenhead. Maidenhead it was where we drew 0-0, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but the yeah. last 20 minutes were... Yeah, when Oliver Bore came on, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, the right winger. <laughs> but yeah, get at him. That's it. Into him. Big hits, early doors. That's what we need. Big hits, early doors. Yeah. Um, another thing that's on my agenda, which we didn't talk about before, Dave, actually, is uh, Lloyd Awusu. 
Ah, yes. This month's Glover's passed. Dave spent, it was, a, was it a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning? It was a morning? Sunday morning. Yeah, it was a Sunday morning. Whenever the um, England-Australia, no, England, they were playing in Australia at cricket, weren't they? Because he kept getting distracted. I could see his eyes going off. He's obviously living in, living in Sydney. Um, he's taken on the, the Australian thing of having to be interested in cricket. So you could see his <laughs> eyes flicking up to what was going on with the, um, uh, the World Cup final, wasn't it? Was it World Cup final? Recently? Yeah, yeah. The, this is um, where we need Ben, isn't it? Because he'd know that. Yeah, played India, but yeah. So Lloyd Awusu, yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was a. He was a a, a good chat, wasn't he? Um, I haven't listened yet, Dave. To be honest oh, with you, yeah. no. Wow, <laughs> Have you listened, Debs? No, I, I, I've been busy. It's, I don't know why I'm bothered. Few weeks. It's all right. right. I suffer with insomnia, so one night I'll listen to it. Right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Dave, Dave yeah. will put you to Sorry, sleep. Guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you to sleep. <laughs> it, um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was good. To, I mean, it's a bit of a, it's a strange uh, time because he came in after we'd obviously lost to Wembley in the playoff final. Um, but you, you think about again. I know we always say about it with the, when we talk to these players, but some of the players he he, he played with at the the time, like um, Mark Stewart, Paul Warren. Um, he remembered uh, Lee Morris a bit as well, so yeah, he um, he was good, worth a worth a listen if uh, anyone's got. I think it was less than an hour, so they won't uh, won't bore you too much. <laughs> well done, Dave, and thanks yeah. to Lloyd for doing that one. He's a good guy and yeah. a crazy time zone to try and adapt to as well. For absolutely, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he is a good friend of Terrell Forbes, and he said to me, "Don't worry, I'll speak to Terrell." He said we'll get we'll, we'll we'll get him on, and then he messaged me about half an hour later saying, "No, Terrell says he doesn't do podcasts." <laughs> and I, I don't know how many podcasts Terrell Forbes gets asked to do, but apparently he doesn't do them. So there you go. We did try, folks. I did try to get Terrell Forbes, but yeah. Oh. Now the now the hunt is on for someone for um uh, uh January's podcast. If someone can pass this on to Terrell Forbes and say, yeah. Yeah. tell him. Maybe you could see our Spotify wrapped and know that things are a little bit different with the Glover's cast. Absolutely. Because I'd love to speak to Terrell. Yeah. No, he was was good. And then we could ask him who put the ball in the gas heads now. Terrell, Terrell Forbes did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ask him what it was like to play next to Stephen Colker as well. I think they were the the duo, weren't they? I think they were. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be be a good good memory for him, I'm sure. But it would. Yes. Um, so Lloyd Awusu, what about uh, what about streaming? Because I've had a busy day at work, and I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of a bit behind on the um uh, on, on on the streaming. But streaming is in place for Saturday's game. I know you two won't care because you'll be there, but um, it gives me a four pound seventy five. Did you say opportunity to? Yeah, um, I think so. National National League TV. Well, there you go. What else would you want to be on? Uh, the during the trial phase. Match day passes for each round of National League games will be at a reduced price of £4.75. And fans have the ability to switch between any National Division match streamed on any given match day. So that's so it. So I could watch the Oval. You could watch anything, I think. Yeah. So I could um, watch the Oval game. And then if I'm bored of it, I can switch to, I don't know, Torquay against Wrexham or whatever, whoever's playing. Yeah. 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 You could do that. Wow. Um, the, the one thing you do have to do is when you sign up, 
is make sure you put down that you are a Yeovil Town fan. Right. Because and that is how Yeovil Town will get any money out of this service. Right, okay. All right. So if you yeah, select another down. team, they will get the money. Right. Well, I'm just I'm just looking at other um if I select another team, what other team would I select? No, actually, don't ask that question, no. Yeah, so I could watch Borehamwood Southend. Oh, that would be a cracker, wouldn't it? Maidstone Ultra, then maybe I'll switch to that. You'd pick Aldershot, wouldn't you? Oh, now come on. Away at Solihull. You yeah, forgot he was an Aldershot fan then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you forgot. <laughs> I forgot that I was an Aldershot fan. Yeah, trying to forget that I'm an Aldershot fan. Higher up the table than we are, but... Um, uh, I'll ask you a question. Why is, why is Torquay uh, at Oldham already postponed? And Gates said at Dagenham, must be that cold there, mustn't it? Looking on the National League website, they, they get, the games are already called off. Are they? Yeah. Should we do a yeah. quick search? Yeah. Who is it? Torquay Oldham? Oldham, uh, Torquay at Oldham. And uh, Gate, uh, Dagenham at Gateshead. Which you'd think, geographically, I mean, I know to, uh, Halifax's pitch is appalling, isn't it? So um, uh, they'll probably get called off as well. But yeah. Maybe it, I mean I don't know what it's like there, but it's a bit parky up here, I tell you. The home fixture against Torquay has been selected for live broadcast oh. by BT Sports. The game will now take place twenty-four hours later than originally planned, uh... being played on Sunday, the eleventh of December. And what yeah. about Gateshead? Bloody hell, Dave! Gateshead against yeah. who? Gateshead against Dagenham and Redbridge. Here we go. Hold, 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 hold on, folks. We're finding out what's going on with um with Gateshead because that's why you tune into a Yeovertown podcast <laughs> is to find out what's going on with Gateshead Football Club. Dagenham are placing are playing. I'm going to say Gillingham just because it's funny. Gillingham in the Emirates FA Cup second round replay tonight, Dave, live as we are speaking. Oh, Dagenham my. are playing Gillingham over the over the Gillingham. border in Dorset. Yeah. Um. In the FA Cup. Up the gills, I say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Well, that. that, that. There you go. So you, that's why you can't watch Gateshead, yeah. and that's why you can't watch. Um, Robin Bassler is going to be upset, isn't he? His second team aren't playing, or first yeah. team maybe now. Yeah. You can't get your Adi Yusuf fix or your Gary Johnson fix. Gutted. Absolutely gutted. Yeah. You'll, you'll just have to watch the Oval. Do you yeah. think you'll do it? You yeah, could be. Yeah. Uh, you could. You could. So on Sunday. We yep. can talk about England destroying France <laughs> and um, we can talk about yeah, what the streaming, the quality of the streaming service. I will be, I will be tuning in. Yeah. I will be getting my pass. Yeah. National for sure. League TV. That'll make match reports a bit easier as well, won't it for you? Rather yeah. than trying to but, piece together what we're saying over the radio. Well, I shall be listening to you and Sheridan on the radio, but uh, <laughs> I'll have to, yeah. Well, providing it's not massively out of sync. Yeah, that means you're going to message me and say it didn't happen like that. That's no, exactly. Happened. Yeah, what are you talking about? Absolute <laughs> nonsense, yeah. Jack, the co-commentator. Do you ever listen to him, Debs? Sheridan and Ian? Um, very, very occasionally. I think yeah. twice. Um, once was, I think it was a Weymouth game because we didn't quite fancy taking the kids to Weymouth. Oh yeah, um, obviously, obviously we one, do yeah. to the beach, you know. Um, yeah. But no, didn't quite fancy the the football. Um, so we were up near like Bristol somewhere, so we listened to it. I just, I, I can't, I can't do listen to it on the radio. I need to. I'm a visual person, you know. I need to see things rather than um, listen, listen to it. Sorry, guys. 
Do, 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 do you not, are you not saying that Ian doesn't paint a picture like an oil uh, painting on a canvas with his words? That Weymouth game was difficult to paint. <laughs> yeah. You could paint a giant turd, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think he, you, you probably do paint a really good picture for everyone else, but just not quite... I, it, for me, sorry guys, <laughs> but I, I do quite All often right. this, go back to listen to Sheridan when she posts stuff on like Instagram, when you know, especially when we're, she's doing a girl celebration, yeah, and they're just they're just they're yeah. brilliant. It's just, just so excitable, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't not. see many girls, do we? So, no, you gotta get, you gotta get excited about <laughs> that's them, what makes it more exciting, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but we will on Saturday. Yes, exactly. <laughs> goals, goals, goals. And I understand, uh, I, I have it on good authority that the, uh, the Overtown Community Sports Trust are bringing a good contingent of youngsters into the screw fix stand at the oh, weekend. Are they? Oh, that'll yeah. be good. Yeah. It makes it such a better atmosphere because yeah. the, kid, the kids are always up for it, even when it's cold. Yeah, I understand there will be uh, there will be quite a number of them. So uh, either put your earplugs in or go and join them, whichever. Well, you'll have earplugs on anyway, won't you? So, well, not not really earplugs. No, yeah, covered. <laughs> and Debs is Deb Debs has got kids anyway, so she's used to uh, noisy, noisy little people. Yeah, my 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 little people aren't that noisy actually. Are they? Um, no, no, not really. They're, they're well behaved. <laughs> my uh, <laughs> uh, I once had a new boss died at my work, and within about eight hours of me working with him, he turned around to me, he said, you're a noisy little man, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's it. get used to it. Anyway, going, what have we got going, now? Going, going, well, going back to the streaming thing, do, yeah. do you think it might affect attendances at games? Do you think, especially as we get into the cold weather, do you think people say, I can't be bothered to go and pay 18 quid to go and sit. I'm just going to stay at home for a fiver. I don't know. Saturday would be quite a good test for that, won't it? Yeah, you know, for us, we're season ticket holders. So, you know, don't tell the kids that there's a streaming service because they'd probably choose that. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, in a time where we are struggling for attendances, aren't we? Let's be honest. You don't want to then take more away from the teams that are struggling is that yeah. uh, i mean what is i know we got we got a question um about the because there's a there, there's quite a complicated breakdown isn't there as uh is it something like 60 percent of the of the money goes to the the two is it the, divided uh, between two teams go on you explain i it, think it, i think it goes to so if you select yeovil town as your club and you buy a stream your sixty that sixty percent of that money will go to your chosen club, right? And then the rest of it gets divvied up. I suppose it can go one of two ways, can't it? You'll either have well, I suppose it can go more than that, but you'll either have supporters who don't want to go to matches who decide, "Ah, oh, screw it, I'll stay at home and watch it," or you'll get crazy people like Dave who are now like. Happy days! I can now watch every single game and watch them, watch the home ones too, because they can, you know, watch it um, from the comfort of their lounge. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I, I think 
part of me feels like we're at the stage of where we are as a club that our attendance is a sort of as low <laughs> famous last words as low as they can go really i don't know how many more people will stop going um i think we're kind of on an upward curve on the pitch so you'd like to think more would be coming through the door and perhaps this will be a bit of a gateway to get people back in those people who haven't necessarily gone quite happy to part with a fiver to see how it is but the quality of the the quality of the stream is also going to be a big factor isn't it because if it's crap and unwatchable or doesn't work very well it's um gonna be tricky maybe it's it's done for a secret little camera (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) we'll all be we'll be tuning into scott's little hidey hole won't we so yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, i've got yeah I've got I've got a feeling it will um I think it's one of these things that has the potential to be an extra an extra boost for clubs I think if you go about it the right way and you make it you know when we did it during covid you know there was commentary there was a bit of production to it I think if you go about it the right way it has the potential to be good you know for those people who can't get to matches and it's not yeah. just it's not just people who are away from home. It's people, you know, maybe like elderly people who used to go who aren't well enough to go or, you know, aren't mobile and can't get out. There's this that time of year, people who are ill, people who've got yeah, um, that don't don't feel up to to being able to to go. Maybe it, it can be it can be that. And I mean, just looking at the breakdown, i um, just found it now. Like you say, sixty percent of the club you support. Um, or across all clubs, if you have no affiliation, 25%, the other 25% distributed across the 72 clubs, and then 15% is retained by the league for reinvestment. So it'd be interesting to see where that is reinvested. But so that is a 85% of your fiver um, going back into the into the club, uh, into clubs or a, a, a club. So it does feel like, there is a there is a revenue stream there, and there will, I mean, people like me, I wouldn't have spent anything, I wouldn't have given anyone anything for Saturday. I just listened to it on the radio, um, so yeah, it feels like um, there will be there will be something there. But just looking at this on Ollie Bayliss's um, Twitter feed, it says, um, okay, yeah, so so for match passes for two, for the first two weeks, there'll be four pound seventy five. Um, but then afterwards, it will go up to £9.50 from Boxing Day onwards. Mm. Which is still less than a match day ticket, isn't it? So yeah. Which if you get a decent quality stream is, um, yeah. I don't hate it. I think, it. you know, it's a trial. If suddenly yeah. attendances drop off, yeah. you know, people who are running the show are quickly going to have a mode and then Ryan Reynolds will have to get back in his hole, won't he? Like, it's just one of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Is there anything else? Should we take questions? Questions. Questions. Okay. Have you got them? Um, yeah, I'm here. Did you? Did we get any on Facebook? Uh, uh, keep talking and I'll look. Okay, keep talking. Um, Mike Watts, is Matt Worthington available for this weekend or does he still need to serve his suspension as last match got abandoned? Yes, he does. And yes. who would you play in his absence if he is out? Bring back Lawson or Charlie Wakefield. Be nice to see them back. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think we oh, had this with this question before Bromley game, didn't we, when he was going to be out? And I think you and I said, I think, well, I think I said Lawson, or but I think what did he end up doing? He had um, brought Giorgio in, didn't he? And played um, uh, yeah, Britain. You said he had Britain and yeah, Fisher Britain up and front. Fisher up front. Yeah, was Giorgio in behind? Yes, yeah, that's was, right. It was. Yeah, there, it was like a two: Andrews and Staunton in midfield, and yeah. then Giorgio behind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe you'll try the same. Maybe you'll try the same. I still prefer a back four, but, you know, it's a bit different with Mark Cooper than Chris Hargreaves. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. If, if we go with a four and that sort of wingers with a player behind, like Worthy was playing behind the striker, then, yeah, I think I'd like to see either Wakeford or Diath as that second Second striker, maybe even Giorgio. It's, it's it's hard to know. We haven't seen a lot of Anthony Giorgio to know exactly what type of player he is. No, and um, I suppose it will come down to what what we think. Like I say, with uh, um, Sawumney and uh, Webster in the middle against um, uh, against Bromley, maybe he was matching up like for like with uh, Fisher and um, and Britton. I yeah. don't know what Scunthorpe's centre half. I seem to remember him being Land of the Giants when we played him up there. But um, so maybe play them two with Oloribore in behind. Maybe, maybe you know, we got. I think the thing that we learned about in midweek is that there are some decent options in there, aren't there? There are some players that you can bring in. The likes of Wakefield, the likes of the uh, um, even you Clark. You and Clark, yeah, he had a few, he had a few opportunities um, cutting in on the off the left wing on Tuesday. If the highlights or anything to go by, obviously Will Booth's got his first um, first minutes and a, a couple of things to do. But yeah, be interesting. Okay, on to the next one, Robin Bachelor. Is it bad that we've maybe lost the Southwest connection for loans with Hargreaves gone? Or does it not matter as Mark Cooper seems to have good contacts and we still have Chris Todd? Would love to see Pearson back, but it seems unlikely now. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Pearson back. I'd love to know the truth about Pearson. Mm. In as much as his fatigue. Yeah. I did the air quotes there, folks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we could all see this. Yeah. They, yeah. You can, they can't, they're listening. I know, I know. You've got to remember you're on the radio. Kind of yeah. Thing. We're painting a pretty picture here, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it was... He, no, no, obviously no one believed that he was fatigued. And then there was a there was a post, I can't remember who, who posted it, a while back, and suggested something about he wasn't happy with living arrangements. No, okay. So... Yeah. I don't know how true that is. Obviously, we'll never we'll never know the truth. We um, we do we we welcome a good bit of uh, rumor and speculation on this podcast. That is what we that is our bread and butter. I think so. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that. <laughs> clear, clear off with your facts. We want rumor, speculation, and social media gossip. But, but yeah, I mean, he was a good player, wasn't he, Sam Pearson? I did enjoy re- watching him. Do you play. reckon he had the box room in the house and he wasn't happy with it? Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe the heater wasn't working. Maybe he had like a, a storage heater or something, and it was. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't want that this time of year, would you? No, although no. he's not there this time of year. So no, exactly. He's back over. No, it's a shame though because he was uh, he was very nippy. He, he nippy, was, yeah. he was, but I think you and Clark's been 
as good as him. I think, you know, I think the the thing that oh, Peterson did was uh, he was like effective really early, and then he sort of got tailed off. Yeah, he sort of got pushed out of the game a bit and didn't really do a lot as the game wore on. So, you know, I think in Ola Wabori and in Ewan Clark and in Jamie Andrews, we've, I would say we've improved on him, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'd say if you look at the players that Mark um, that uh, Mark Cooper's brought in as opposed to Chris Hargreaves, I would definitely take um, I would definitely take uh, uh, Mark Cooper's players. And, and Mark Cooper, it's not like he's not got a Southwest connection. You know, he's yeah. Forest Green Rovers manager, Swindon manager. manager. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that we've already got players from Bristol City as well means that connect still there and yeah like you say Chris Todd's there too so I don't think it's too much of an issue I think his contact book's much bigger than what Chris Hargreaves was yeah I would say so yeah so I wouldn't worry about it don't worry about it Robin it'll be fine uh, another question from Robin AD from Three Valleys always seems to think we're in chance of the playoffs every pre-match press not, conference Robin. personally that seems a bit delusional <laughs> delusional wow right okay yeah <laughs> But should we be more optimistic? I, I think at the moment is probably let's just get some points on the board in whatever way we can and get ourselves up the league and we can maybe be optimistic. If we're if we're comfortably mid-table come the other side of Christmas, we have a few points on the on on the board, then I'll I'll, I'll take a bit of optimism. I'll be optimistic if we're mid-table in March. There you go. Is that, that, that is your optimism, is it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. He got his positive pants on tonight, folks. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many points are we off the playoffs? I don't really take much notice of the table, to be fair. Is it not till after is Christmas? Like you don't take any notice of the table until eight? after Christmas. Or... <laughs> um, so what is it? How, how many? It's seven, isn't it? It goes down to seven. Yeah, so well, 11 seven, points. 11 the, points yeah. off. Oh, 11. They're 33, Solihull in 33, and we've got 22. But there's gay, there's teams in between us who've played. So Bromley and Dagenham Redbridge have played 20 games, and we've played 21. One. So, but then there's other, there's quite a few that have played more than us, one game more than us. Yeah, I'll yeah. be optimistic when we're in the top seven come May. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh... <laughs> well, Doesn't the season end at the end of April? <laughs> <laughs> Well, then we would have done all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. A, another question from USU. Where are you on club versus country scale? A, reach the Somerset Men's Premier Cup final versus reach the World Cup final. B, reach the FA Trophy final versus reach the World Cup final. C, promotion from the National League versus winning the World Cup. D, promotion to championship by 2026 and back-to-back 2022 and 2026 World Cup wins. Take any success for Yeovil Town over any success for England. Hands down. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to go for B and say the trophy final, but I'd, I'd have uh, bought... I'd have shortchanged myself there, wouldn't I? I didn't realise the wealth of other options that were going but to be on offer. Be- bearing in mind, we we won the Somerset Men's Premier Cup last season. Yeah. 
surely you, would you take reaching the World Cup final over Yeovil reaching the Somerset? But what's reaching the World Cup final going to do? That's going to give you disappointment, isn't it? Because that is well, a 50-50 chance of winning the World Cup, Dave. Well, no, but, but if... Hope if, if, and expectation and anticipation, the first time since 1966 yeah. that your country's in a World Cup final versus... Um, Yeovil being in the Somerset Premier <laughs> All Cup right, final okay, again yeah, but, but, but at Hewish Park. <laughs> okay, if he said you make the World Cup final and you win it, then yeah, I definitely take that. But what he's saying is you can get all the way to the final and then have your, your hopes crushed. Well, that's the same for Yeovil reaching the Somerset Men's Premier Cup final. It's not because we'd win that, wouldn't we? <laughs> So I think I would take reaching the World Cup final over reaching the Somerset Men's Premier Cup final this season. I think you're basically a Weymouth fan. Then, I would take reaching the FA Trophy final over reaching a World Cup final. Yeah, agreed. And then all the others I would take over World Cup stuff. Definitely. Right. Well, now, um, there's going to be serious words about you and your commitment to the SMPC, I think. When was the last Somerset Men's Premier Cup final you went to, Dave? Uh, I, I, went, I went to watch this play against Bristol City when we won back in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Wit- I witnessed us handle the shield this year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call but you Jake. Don't Jake question, don't question my, commitment, my yeah. commitment to the Somerset Men's Premier Cup final. While you wow. were chatting to Chris Wheel, I was... You were, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. I was watching well, us. That wasn't my... even the final, that was us playing like cheddar. That This is my commitment to this podcast. That's what I, that's what, my commitment to content, and that's what I am. Content is king to me, as you know. Yeah, who did the match report for that cheddar game? Can't was there con- content off the back of that as well, Dave? Content all over the place. <laughs> Cheesy content, that one. Anyway, move um, it on, move it on. I was going to say, I'm going to have to step in in a minute, boys. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Please do. Uh, a, this one's, well, you can answer this one. Um, happy birthday to me. Thank you, Dexter Tyson. With that in mind, what is the best slash worst birthday present you have ever received? Debs. Uh, I, I, I was, I've seen this one earlier and I was trying to think um, I'm not sure the worst maybe some like nutty chocolates that I can't eat um, my best my best is actually coming on Sunday so for my 40th how do you know but, um, how do you know it's coming on Sunday oh because I've had it for like years All right, okay. present so it's going to be well, your, ber- your birthday you've had your birthday for years yeah we've all had a birthday for years <laughs> <laughs> So my 40th last year, yes, I'm that old, um, I had t- Westlife tickets to go to Wembley and then it got cancelled and then it was moved and it got cancelled. And so now finally go and see them in Cardiff on Sunday, which is my birthday present from last year. So, yeah. Oh, right. It. OK, so you've had it easy. So there you I go. get it now. Yeah, yeah had it I get it. A long time, this present. Oh, OK. Right. So if the snow comes on Sunday, I'm not going to be happy. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch out for the snow come Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Dave. So my best and worst birthday present both came from the same person, my friend Sarah. Now my best birthday present I've got, which I, I haven't actually. I, sometimes I have it behind me on uh, not the being, ladder. Not the ladder. No, oh, no. Okay. She never gave me the ladder, <laughs> but she got me for my thirtieth birthday a framed Yeovil Town shirt, which would have been my when was I thirty? Twenty ten. Yeah. So it was a white one. 
the only signature I recognise in it is, I think Gavin Williams and maybe Dean Bowditch as well. Is that kind of era? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all signed. So signed, signed shirt, signed over shirt with 30, coats 30 on the back of it. So that's the best. But she also got me the worst one, which was a indoor skydiving. Now, I am <laughs> the most, um, what's the word I was going to say? Disorientated. That's not the right word, is it? What's the, what's, what's the word where someone's just like really awkward? You know what I mean? <laughs> now, I don't know if anyone's tried. Uh, yeah, near the Trafford Centre in Manchester, there is an indoor skydiving where you can basically, you, you go into a, above a giant fan, basically. Now, you have, to, you have to be in a very specific position to be able to get um, yourself up in the air to be like you are indoor skydiving. And it's, uh, well, I made it look a lot harder than, 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 than it was. <laughs> I think that I was probably in the air for maybe 0.15 seconds out of the, <laughs> like, 10 minutes that I had, to, I had in, the, in the dome with everybody around you watching it. So, I mean, it was a wonderful present as an experience, but it was just, it, it wasn't for me. It was just so never, what did you do? Did you just, did you just lie on it and it didn't work? <laughs> no, no, well, you would think, wouldn't you? You would think, because it was just like a, like a trampoline. <laughs> yeah. But the, but the fan was this massive fan underneath it, which was supposed to lift you up. So you would think if I just lay on there, it's going to lift me up. But it doesn't, that, that is not the case. You, so you have to get yourself into quite a specific position. Because you have this suit on. And I think the idea is that it lifts the suit up and then, they're almost like wings as your um as, like a flying as, as, squirrel exactly like a flying squirrel yeah okay. but but i could but you have to be in this exact position and no matter how many times they told me so i the guy the guy kept kind of like lifting me up and holding me there <laughs> and then letting me go and as soon as he let me go i just dropped to the floor because i was obviously <laughs> i wasn't doing it right so yeah so oh, we'll get you that for your next birthday see yeah. if you can improve no, um, I, I, I can't I can't think of a worst one. I think maybe that you repress the memories of worst presents, but um and my memory's really bad for best ones, but I had a great one today, which is a, a football quiz, um like board game with loads of questions. And right. yeah, Katie's been like quick fire questioning me on them and I was, uh, so far I've been banging them out. I think I've I've impressed her with my knowledge of football actually. Um, right. don't think she realized okay. how much football is a part of everything um so yeah that's a really good one i could have done with it 20 years ago when i used to walk home with a mate from school and we used to ask each other we used to quiz each other on football on our walks home uh you'll have yeah. to bring a few on are there any are there any uh Yo- anything over town related yet <clears throat> haven't had any over town related ones yet but yeah next time i'll i'll keep it in this room yeah so that i can quick fire question Okay. In the future. Um uh the other point on that question was also jelly and ice cream is must. Jelly and ice cream is a must dessert, but never blancmange. Yeah. I had salted caramel and chocolate cake. Decadent. Blancmange have just been transported back to the 80s there, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like something I remember having. Quite an old dessert. We we had a talk from someone at work the other day, so the chairman of the the business that I work for, who um, he 
invented Vianetta. Wow. So he nice. hit the business he was at. He created Vianetta and trademarked Vianetta. Um, so that's that, that is his like claim to fame is Vianetta, which I think is pretty cool claim to yeah. fame. A very nineties dessert as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. worked for like a dessert. I think it must have been Walls. Is it Walls who made Vianetta? He worked for like an ice cream, and he sort of said, "We need to do more than ice cream giants." I think you refer to them as yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Cool. Should we end it on Vianetta? Yes. Let's end on Vianetta. We had you there. We can't end on Vianetta because it's time for the Glover's Cast Fans 5. And we've got Debs here. So, Debs, you're going to take part in the Fans 5. You've thought about these questions all day, I presume, once Dave asked you them. Yeah, for a few days, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try it then. So, what is what was your first game watching the Oval Town? My first game was the famous Enfield at home game with 2,000 people locked outside, and I was sat in block G of the main stand. Uh, yeah, wondering what was going on, really. I couldn't work out why, um, yeah. Why there were so many people, and I went with my brother-in-law, and he comes, you know, said, "Oh, it's a, you know, top of the table clash thing," and um, yeah, I feel totally honoured to have been inside with uh, so many people outside. That feels Do you like think a Mickey big... Sorry, Dave. I was going to say that feels like a pretty big game for a first game. That one, you're going to catch the bug for that one, aren't you? I think. Yeah, and I think so. When I say to people, you know, what was your first game, and they go, "Oh, I don't know," and I think, oh, "How can you not know?" Because Mine was pretty big, <laughs> but then I, I probably couldn't, couldn't tell you what the kids' first game was either. They've just been dragged along to, I don't know, some random. <laughs> bit like me and Swindon in a pre-season. And uh, who, yeah. was, who was your favourite player? Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson, if we're going past, if we're going present, it's Matty Wevington. Similar players, aren't they? Those two. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, got something about a short midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, have you got a favourite game? Uh, yeah. So I, this is the hard one, isn't it? Because I guess the cliche is probably like one of the the finals that we've won. But I think it would have to be the Torquay at home game pre-COVID, the Boxing Day game where it is six-two. That was uh, that was pretty good. I think that actually that might have been one of the kids' first games that we went to. Um, little Boxing Day treat. But yeah, cracking. Absolutely lashing it down with rain that day, wasn't it? Wasn't it like miserable weather? I, I seem to remember uh, Torquay fans um, complaining that they they turned up, got battered six two, and um, yeah, got absolutely drenched as well. Yeah, poor you don't things. remember the weather, oh, well. obviously. No, you don't, because you you, you just kept on celebrating goals. So. <laughs> I think that That's was good. one of those games, like sort of after after going down, after having the takeover. It was one of those games where it all sort of felt like things That'll were on right. the up again. Um, obviously, <laughs> yeah, more fool us. Obviously, yeah, yeah more fool us. Um. <laughs> 
And do you have a, a favourite memory watching Yeovil? Uh, watching Yeovil, probably the trophy game final at Villa Park. Um, I'd probably take that over Wembley, to be fair. I think it's it was probably one of the first biggest games that I'd been to. Um, and we all, as family, we all went in a minibus and, you know, just had a really good day out. So it's just, a you know, as a whole. Um, I, I've kind of got another second memory, um, a, a non-football related. Um, and it's when Alex Fisher came round to bring Jake some um, signed football boots for his birthday. And that was about three years ago. That was pretty cool. That's that was when one. he was with us the first time. Yeah, yeah, he was with us the first time. And um, he came round and we were kind of like, you know, oh, you have this plan A, do you have like plan B? He was like, yeah, we've got plan B, plan C. And obviously we were just like, yeah, right. There's, there's, no, there's no other plan, you know. Um, yeah, then sadly he left us at the end of that season when we got relegated. Yeah. But even, you know, that whole season, he, you know, I, I have so much respect for him because at that last game, that last home game when we'd been relegated, he was one of the only players that went round and spoke to everybody. Mm. You know, everyone else had just disappeared, you know. But, yeah, full respect to him. So glad he's back. I don't care what anyone says about him. He's um, one of the nicest guys in football. I was going to say, having met him this season and spoken to him, I would say he's such a gentleman and, like, yeah, a really nice down to earth person with a yeah. very with a posh accent doesn't seem like a yeah. footballer doesn't seem like a footballer at all what, what was the word he used um oh, yeah. adver- was it adversity uh, no not adversity was it no that's what darren way used to it, say <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can't remember there was a word it yeah a U, it, 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 it began with an i didn't it <laughs> i've got to find it i've got to find yeah. it because it was very impressive um, we'll fi- I'll find it while you answer this question, Debs. What does YTFC mean to you? Uh, I've been trying to sum up in, in one word, and I, I, I've come up with family. Um, so my first game was with my brother-in-law and his dad. And then when we used to go to away games, like late 90s, early 2000s, it was always with family. Um, so my brother and my cousins. And we just, you know, I drive anywhere. And I just say, as long as you provide me with Diet Coke, I don't care how much you drink. Um, they'd normally you know, crack open a beer by 7.30 in the morning um, I know we've, we've been to Villa Park, we've been to Wembley we've been to Hereford, Telford you know all these Russian diamonds all these really random places we're family and now I take my own family um, I met my husband because we're you know, both Yeovil fans um, we had a Yeovil themed wedding <laughs> um, and it had to be out of season obviously um, yeah so I'd say it's, it's, it's family and it's those people that you don't, you only see when you go to football. You know, like, like Coach Steve, I only ever see him at away games. No, we're not going to see him at Hewish Park, are we? But, you know, some people you really feel like is your, almost like family. And it's nice that, you know, my nephews are involved in football as well, about one of them torn to town. But, you know, and, and you get to see them because you, you're there. Um, sadly, we lost one of my cousins earlier this year. Um, so when we had the Legends game, it was almost like, uh, you know, we all then got back together. You know, we some of them hadn't been to watch Oval since, you know, the Wembley game. So it's nice to all get back together again. But, and we stand on, stood on the terrace and, you know, we drank beer. And it was just really nice to all be back together again. And, and that's, you know, that is what it means, isn't it? 
it could be anywhere, but it's Hewish Park. That's the most thoughtful, thought out answer to that question I've heard so far. <laughs> Considering Deb said Aww. to us at the beginning, before we came on air, that she wasn't really sure what she thought about the answer to the last question. That's a brilliant answer. I love that one. Thank you. Yeah, amazing. Really good. And I think lots of people will totally like agree and share that experience, certainly for me. Like, it's, yeah. Like I was taken by my granddad. Granddad's no longer with us. And, you know, I'm looking forward to taking my kids to it and, yeah, sharing those experiences with them as well. Um, the Alex Fisher word was incremental. Incremental, that was it. You're right. You're right, Debs. It began with an I. You were right. <laughs> right. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining Thanks, us, Debs. Debs. Really appreciate it. Right, you're welcome in. anytime. When Barrett bails on us again, um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll let you know. Actually, saying that, I can't. Dave, get where too are you cocky, next week? I? I was going to say I can't get too cocky, can I? Because I'm on my Christmas do next Thursday. So uh, yeah, yeah. Keep your phone on, Debs. We might be after you again. Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the six 0 win at the weekend. Viva la Glovers! Yes, I will. <laughs> and you. Cheers. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.